other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I hope you had a good weekend. Well, do you remember all the hullabaloo over Ilhan Omar being removed from the House Foreign Relations Committee? She was essentially removed because of her views on foreign policy. Well, something that you might not have heard as much about is something that is happening here in New York City, this time to a conservative Republican. Queen City Councilwoman Vicki Palladino has been booted from the City Council Mental Health Committee as punishment for her strident opposition to drag queen story hour. Uh, She is blaming the Speaker of the City Council, Adrian Adams, saying that she believes Speaker Adams, no relation to Mayor Eric Adams, is afraid of the progressive left. So she was formally removed from the Committee on Mental Health, Disabilities and Addiction by a full vote of the Council on March 2nd. She has called the city-funded programs that bring fully bedecked drag queens into public schools and libraries to read and to socialize with children, often without the consent or knowledge of the parents, cultural indoctrination and grooming. So Speaker Adams blasted Vicki Palladino in the Gay City News, saying her comments on Drag Queen Story Hour were repugnant and unacceptable. Well, if that's the case, Speaker Adams, that is a matter for the people of Vicki Palladino's district in Queens. It's not a matter for you to decide that because you don't agree with her views on Drag Queen Story Hour that she should be removed from her committee assignment. These people are elected by their constituents knowing full well what their views are in the case of Ilhan Omar on Israel, in the case of Vicky Palladino on Drag Queen Story Hour, and they have every right to be full participating members in the committee process. This sets a very poor precedent and this undermines the council's own rules. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Hey, speaking of WABC, it's going to be a big day here at the radio station. Yet another newsmaking day as my colleague Sid Rosenberg is going to be joined at 840 this morning by the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams. Now, both Sid and Eric Adams have struck up a friendship with one another, and I'm eager to see where this discussion goes. I'll tell you the two things that I hope Sid brings up with him, and this is what I'm going to suggest to Sid privately before the show. If he listens to me, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. One, I hope he's going to ask Mayor Eric Adams about this plan to give certain migrants that are coming to New York City a free state college education. Now, think about that. A lot of people that are born here and or that have come here legally don't get a free SUNY tuition. And yet the migrants are going to get it. I understand it's a pilot program, but to me, it is a very poor precedent and it could attract more migrants to come here in the hopes that they'll get this in the future. So I'm hoping Sid will ask him about that. The other thing that I think is just a mess that Sid is going to have to ask him about is what is going on with Juanita 
Holmes. So Juanita Holmes looks like she was pushed out of the NYPD. She was a leading chief in the NYPD. Looks like she was pushed out by the police commissioner for bringing Cardi B to an NYPD event and for going over the commissioner's head to speak directly to the mayor. The mayor comes out and appoints her as the commissioner of the Department of Probation. Did anyone ask the question, well, if the Department of Probation is so important, why are you appointing a lifelong cop? Why not appoint a probation officer? Someone that knows a little bit about the probation department. Now, it's not to say that a police officer can't do that job. It was just an interesting choice, and it strikes me as a deliberate slap in the face to his own police commissioner. We'll see if Sid asks about it. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. There have been more twists and turns in the saga of James Dolan and his insistence on using facial recognition technology to prohibit attorneys that are suing him from going to Madison Square Garden than I can count. And this weekend, there was another one. The State Liquor Authority has initiated proceedings which could strip Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall, and the Beacon Theater of their liquor licenses. This was the front page of the Sunday New York Daily News, the agency slapped the James Dolan-owned properties with administrative charges over his banishment of attorneys from the venues who are in active litigation against him or the Garden. If successful, the SLA could prevent fans from enjoying a beer at a Rangers or a Nick game or a adult eggnog at the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. The four violations which have not previously reported were received via certified mail on February 21st. The State Liquor Authority has demanded a formal plea from Dolan's properties by March 15th. Instead, Dolan went scorched earth, filing a lawsuit Saturday in Manhattan, asking a judge to stop the SLA violations, calling the enforcement an abuse of power. Quote, This gangster-like governmental organization has finally run up against an entity that won't cower in the face of their outrageous abuses. I am eager to see where this goes. Keep in mind, James Dolan and the folks that own Madison Square Garden are currently enjoying a very generous property tax abatement. And if you're paying anything in property taxes, you're paying more to the state of New York and the city than James Dolan is. So I don't know if I would be so gung-ho about poking the bear as Dolan seems to be. We'll see where it goes. I'm very interested to see who wins this round. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. If you are a retired New York City police officer, sanitation worker, firefighter, teacher, whatever the case may be, chances are you are receiving a pension. Good for you. You worked hard for the people of the city of New York. You deserve to get paid. Since 2018, the costs to administer retiree benefits are up to 40%. 
And there is a simple solution to reduce these costs. And Martin Braun in Bloomberg News a few days ago covered this, and he's absolutely right. And my friend Sal Albanese focused on this when he ran for mayor. John Liu tried to do this when he was controller. Mike Bloomberg tried to do this when he was mayor. And politics keeps it from happening. New York City's pension fund for retired city workers is plagued by ballooning costs stemming from redundancies. The cost to administer benefits to about three. 340,000 retirees and beneficiaries has grown by more than 40% to about $270 million in the last five years. That's according to an analysis of the funds by Bloomberg. A member of the City Audit Committee brought attention to the fund spending and inefficiencies at a recent meeting. Here's the problem. There's five retirement funds, unlike the state pension fund where there's just one. There's five for the city. One for teachers, one for non-teaching staff, one for police officers, one for firefighters, and one for civil servants. Each one has separate offices, separate staff, separate computer systems, and two of those funds are in the middle of multi-million dollar technology upgrades. New York pays employees out of one payroll system, but as soon as they retire, we apparently need five different systems to figure out how to pay them their pension benefit. In 2018, the city's independent budget office estimated that consolidating the five pension funds into three could save $20 million in the first year, and then $41 million two years later. The Police and firefighter funds, which have similar retirement plans, could easily merge into one system. I would say we should go further. Let's try and merge all five of these pension funds into one fund, just like the state does. There's no need for this redundancy and inefficiency. Beam me up! To be continued. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.